You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Now we've talked about what we've. This is a very important halacha. We know there are things that Chazal say are also because of Marisayin. You shouldn't appear as if you're a Rosha. You shouldn't appear as if you're doing an Aveira. And therefore, people don't know. Therefore, in public, it's a problem. But how about if you close your windows, you close your shades, you're in the total Corona lockdown, nobody can see what's going on. You put a little thing on top of your, your screen. Luchayu should be mutter to do those things. Says Rav, no. Chachamim say it's Osir. It's Osir all the time. Even they Even if it's Chedri Chadarim, it's Osir. Now, what does this have to do with what we've been talking about? So Rashi says, Rashi gives us the answer. Let's look at Rashi. Shaloyach Shadubi is it's really a Marisayan issue. Where do we find Marisayan issues in this parak? Kagoyin, Syrian Vakasta Makbayim. We had a, a question about whether you can wear those uh, those armor. Can you wear those armor? Can you wear those boots? Can you wear that helmet? Rashi explains that that's a Marisayan issue because it looks like you're waging war. And you can't wage war unless there's a national emergency on Shabbos. Therefore, because you look like you're a soldier and people don't know, it's also for you to wear it in Rishus Arabim. So Rashi's telling you that according to Rav, it will be also to put on your soldier uniform even and prance around in your bedroom with it. Because it's Osir. Chazal made it Osir. We talked about putting the string to the camels. So you can't go up because it looks to Mirsi. What does it look like? Looks like you're taking it to the market. So even if you're not in a market area, even if you're in your backyard, it's still Osir. Chazal wanted to keep the Isser and Isser. They didn't want there to be any differences. Now, we saw a Nafkamina when it comes to the Koval and the Peya. We talked about she's, people are going to laugh at her if she's wearing the wig outside. But in her house, she should wear it because it still keeps a certain Chiba between the husband and wife that he sees more hair than he usually does. Okay. But normally, the Yisurim are that way. They don't change. So the Gemara asks, hmm, Tanan, we have the Mishnah, we know when it comes to the, 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 the donkey going out with a bell, even the bell's not making noise, you shouldn't leave the donkey with the bell. The Tanya Yidach, and we have a Brisa about that, our Mishnah that says, that as long as you have the cotton that's in there, it doesn't make noise, you could go in your backyard and do it. I, Lachora, the whole history of where putting the bell on the donkey, because it looks like you're reading it for sale, like you're taking it to some marketplace. So why are you allowed to do it in your backyard? So Rav answers, I know that, Brisa, but I'm going to hold that our Mishnah disagrees, because I'm going to say it's a machlekes tanoyim. Tanoyi. The Tanya, we have a Brisa that says, Let's say you get totally drenched. 
you're walking and a huge cloud outburst, one of the May showers comes, or it's April showers, a May shower comes and drenches you. So what, and it's on Shabbos. So you're allowed to take your clothes off and hang them in the sun to dry. But, uh, but only in your backyard with a fence. But not if people can see it. Because if people see it, they don't realize that there was this outburst and you got caught in it. They think you did a wash. They think you did a laundry. That's what people assume. But if, if you're hidden in a way people don't see you, it's mutter. So Rob says, I'm going that once Chazal say something is Osir, doesn't make a difference that you have a, a super privacy fence. It's Osir, it's Osir. Even very important halachas that come up. A lot of times people ask this question. If I'm someplace, people don't see me. They shouldn't be chayshish me, right? Going into McDonald's, people talk about if you have to go in to use the bathroom. It's a Marisayan issue, but if you go to McDonald's somewhere in Yehupitzville where there aren't any Jews, so you're allowed to go in there. Okay, these are questions that come up. I don't know if there's an Isser, the Rabbana made an Isser going into a McDonald's. But they did do similar things. I did hear people ask these type of questions all the time. If there's a Marisayan issue, do I have to worry about in a place where there is no Marisayan? The Mishnah said, that she, a person and a man or a woman is allowed to go out if there's uh, they have an ear infection and there's pus or whatever that's making difficult for them. So there's uh, something in their ear. They can walk in Rosh Hashanah with that in their ear. Tani Rabbi Cheskel, Tani Rabbi Yecheskel, this is Rabbi Yehuda's father, the famous Rabbi Yehuda ben Yecheskel. He says, Yeah, I mean, clearly, if you, <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say the same thing, yes. Um, but again, the, I, I, I don't know where it says you can't go into a Goyesha restaurant, um, but it's, it's, it's eingenommen that we don't go into the such places. Question is, you know, could you make a, a difference? I'm not sure if there's an issue of going in or not. Anyway, Meich Sheba Ozna, Taneram Yeah, I'm talking about a tray for a restaurant, Mamash. Go, you go into, I guess you get water any place. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can always say every restaurant has something that's kosher in it. But anyway, let's go on. It's got to be tied. It's got to be a string that keeps it in there. Otherwise, if it falls out, he might carry it. So it's got to be something that you don't think is going to fall out. There's something that wraps it around the ear or something that you know that it's not going to fall out. What does it say? That let's say she wants to put it in her shoe. He wants to put it in his shoe because it's got some sort of corn or callus or something like that. And you need something in the shoe to make to make the foot feel better inside the shoe. That's only if that item is actually wedged into the shoe in a way that it's tied down. This type of thing that could fall out when she makes a certain move, then it'll come out of the shoe. And then we're worried the person's going to have it in their hand. in That would be a problem. Also, this is where she's bleeding, and this is preventing her other clothing of getting all that blood on it. So there we say that she's allowed to walk with, the Mishnah said, with the moch that's in Isamokam. Sava Rami Barchama, not Rami Bar Yechesko, but Rami Barchama Lameimar. He 
took a, a page out of Rabbi Baruchesko's playbook. Maybe it's only where he, she sets up a system that it can't fall out of her vaginal area because she set it up with some sort of string that keeps it in place. Amarov says, you don't have to say it like that. When it comes to the ear, when it comes to the nose, when it comes to the ear, and when it comes to the foot, there, it's not so disgusting. If it falls out, she might hold it. But if it comes out of she can still walk out with it. Because why? What are you going to tell me it falls out? If it falls out, it's too disgusting. She's not going to bring it. What about if it's not going to be so disgusting? Let's say she's got a handle to it. And therefore, she can stick it back in. If it's like a piece of cotton that's rolled up, so it's all gooey and disgusting for whatever blood and other stuff that's coming out there. But let's say she's got a little handle on it, so maybe the handle can be somewhat clean. Maybe there you have to worry about it. It's not tied. It could still fall out, and it's still not disgusting. So maybe there you should worry. It's still mutter. It's still disgusting enough, even with the handle, and therefore we're not worried about, even if it does fall out, we're not worried about it going to Rabim of keeping it in her hands. As we see again from Rabbi Yechonin himself, that even though there's a Beisiyad, don't think that that should answer it. It's still mutter. Rabbi Yechonin used to actually go out. Not he wasn't not this is not the meich for his vaginal area. Obviously, he had no vaginal area. We're talking about the stuff in his ear, the stuff in his shoe. So he would go to the base medrash through Rishus Harabim to the base medrash, and people saw he had this thing in his ear. The chalukah of chaverov, and even though he was the rosh Shiva, the other rabbanim and the yeshiva said no. You should have some sort of string attaching to it. That's what we heard from the great Rami Bar Yecheskel in Eretz in, 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 in Bavel. But Rabbi Yochanan says, the Mishnah says, doesn't say anything about a string. Rabbi Yanai, Rabbi Yochanan's Rabbi, Novak Bula Karmelis. He would go out with a Karmelis. They didn't see him in Rosh Hashanah, but they saw him in a Karmelis with this thing in his ear. The Chalukah of Kol Doiroi. Not only his friends, but everyone said, no, no, you, what's going on here? They told him, oh, we heard from the great Godel from Bovel, Vatani Rami Bar Yechesko, who Shekoshalei Ba'ozna. So the Gemara says, yeah, Slikasha. Depends how tight it was. The, the case of Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Anai was what? Where he stuck it in very tight. Not so good for your ears. But he stuck it very tight, you don't need to use any more string or anything like that. Rabbi Yechesko is where you have it loose, which is probably healthier, and that's where you need the string. The Mishnah says that she can walk out Rishus Harabim with a pepper or a salt uh, ball in her mouth. So, what's that about? The pepper is to give her, I guess, a sweet pepper. It makes takes away your bad breath. Why? What's wrong with that? She has a toothache. She has, she has problems with her gums, with her teeth. This is helping that. So again, the point is, she's not going, she can go to Rosh because she wants to, she, it hurts her. So we, she, there's already a reason why she's not going to take it out. And any type of thing she puts in her mouth, like what? 
It doesn't have to be pepper. It could be zan. It could be uh, zangvila. It could be ginger. Inami, derutsoyna. It could be a type of cinnamon. Both of those things could also be stuff that she keeps in her mouth as like a, a, a mint that she needs because of the bad breath. But remember, it has to be done from Erev Shabbos. We saw that if she has a false tooth, um, a shein shalzov, Rebbe said she's allowed to wear it, chachamim asered. And we saw, we saw Rashi and others that the reason was is because they're going to laugh at her. Um, they're going to say, look, that's a, it looks strange. Amrab shalzov. Gold looks strange. And that's why the Chachamim said, we're worried the person's going to take the tooth out and just carry it in their hand when people laugh at them. Silver looks close enough like other, like normal teeth that a silver, uh, a silver uh, piece that's shaped in the shape of a tooth that's stuck into the area where the tooth fell out, that would be mutter. And even though that we would say would be mutter, we don't think the person's going to take it out. It's only by Zov that Rebbe was the mater. Not Rav Meir, I said before. Rebbe was the one who was mater. And Chachamim Asr, Amr Rebbe, as you see, says, look, um, it, it, they might laugh at her, but if she takes it out, they're going to laugh even worse because she's going to look like a person without a tooth. Even though they might figure that out, you look worse when you take it out. Therefore, Rebbe felt that she's not going to take the stuff out of her tooth. And she's definitely not going to hold it. She's going to put it back in, even if it's gold. That's Rebbe's opinion. So you see that Rebbe holds that when something leads to a more uh, um, a gr- open and forceful embarrassment, you don't assume that the person is going to uh, allow themselves to have that. And the person is not going to carry it in their hand person will do what they can to rectify the situation because and, and, and because they don't want to look even more embarrassed. That's the idea of Rebbe. So now Abaya puts these a number of sheets together which he thinks are going together. If there's something that if it comes out, you will be embarrassed by it, even if it falls out, you're not going to hold it in your hand because holding it in your hand exposes you to more embarrassment. Rebbe who the Amran. Rebbe is what we just said. Rebbe Lozer the Tan. Rebbe Lozer Poiter Shoplaiton. We saw that in a Bryce the other day. She's wearing this perfume stuff because of her body odor. She's not going to leave it off of her because, first of all, she might not even show it. Because it'll say, hey, what do you need that perfume for? Do you stink or something? So she's not going to do that. And she's, and even if it somehow slips off, she ain't going to carry it in her hand because she does not want to, uh, to open herself up to the aggressive embarrassment of somebody who smells. So there she'll keep it on. says, look. Even though it's something that you might think a woman would want to show off, she'd like do a trick and take it out from under her hair. And even though there are some women that want to show that type of nice material or a nice baguette off, I'm not worried about that going to Shusarabim and keeping it in their hand and walking around with it. Why? Because 
what will happen is if she doesn't return it back to under her 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 her, 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 her then her hair will start falling out. She does not want to appear in Rishus Harabim with her hair coming out. That's an unsneistic way and an embarrassing way for her to look, a magunadik way for her to look. There's no gzera in that case. And therefore, Abayah sees the common thread between them. That's where Abayah sees the common thread. Next Mishnah. That let's say, we're going to see what this is, that Sinus is going to be something that's called Bas Ara, which means she got some sort of wound or cracked feet or something, that there's an there's a, there's a infection on the bottom of her foot. So she's able to take a Sela, which of course is a coin, a minted coin, uh, usually a silver coin, and she can wear it strapped on her foot. Habonos Ktanos, we talked about this before, Yotzes Pachutin, they're the ones that are ready to get earrings when they get older, but now when they're uh, young girls and adolescent girls, where they have their ears pierced and there's like these strings that are in those holes in their ears, and we try to make them look as nice as possible, they're allowed to go out with them. A few will be kissmanship, even if they're so poor that all they have is chips in their ears, they're going to want to keep those chips there, as we said, we're not worried about them of falling out. The women from the more Arab countries, they have these, you know what I'm talking about, these, uh, I forgot what it's called, but the, the, what the Arab women wear that cover themselves up totally. It's like, it covers their face completely. They're allowed to go out with that, even though um, it was an unusual type of dress, but it became uh, it became common through those arviot. Maybe it had to do with the sand. Uh, again, eventually it had to do with Muhammad, but originally it had to do maybe with living in places where you needed to cover yourself so completely because of the sandstorms. Madiot, the women from Madai, Perufot. They had special types of of of, of buttons. They had, they had like a. a, a a, a vest that they would wear that would have a string on top and a string on bottom, and it would it would be tied around the back with some sort of button. And now that they dress that way, the 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 style can now be adopted everywhere. When the rabbanim said arviot, because they were the ones who started dressing that way, eventually that got onto the Paris catwalks and everybody started dressing that way, and therefore the women could wear these type of things, and we don't say that they, they're carrying stuff, they're dressing too, they're putting too much stuff on their face. If they want to wear the burqa, that's what it was, they're, they're allowed to. Evan. We talked about uh, the, the vest that is buttoned up, even if the thing that buttons it is a stone that was set apart for Shabbos, or an egos, or a, 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 a nut, a matbeya, even a coin. But she shouldn't, on, it should be worn, it should be, she should dress herself with this parefetz uh, thing, should be done before Shabbos, not on Shabbos itself. So first, might seen it. What do we mean by seen it? Masara, that's this wound on the bottom of her foot that came from some exposure to the ground. Then why does the mission talk about using a coin? It means that everything that's hard is good for it. Then we have a hard substance that's going to be a positive thing for this wound on the bottom of her foot. 
then what? Why do we talk about using a muksa item like a coin? Levit lechaspa. Let him or let her take some shard. Then there were shards all over the place. People didn't throw out those shards and let the, let her uh, adapt it to the size of what she needs for her foot. Elamishum what? So chata. It's because of the fact that the metal would would, would start to sort of have some uh, liquid aspect to it, the rust aspect to it, the chemical aspect of chaspas from from earthenware. These were made out of metals. The metals have this sweat element, this rusting element. That's the part that somehow helps the heel. Heal the heel. Levin leitasa. Then you don't need a coin. Let it just be a straight piece of metal without the coinage. Elamishum tsurasa. Was there something like special about the fact that it was a coin that had the face or the image of Napoleon or Trump on it? That somehow that is, is the thing that could cause it to be, to cause it to heal? I don't know. Maybe it is. There's something about the tzura on the coin that helps. So if that's true, levin le pulsa. So you don't need to have a coin. Why don't you just take a piece of wood and carve Trump's image in it and then let her wear that? That it must be. It's all those things. What, it was a combination of the strength of the cellar, the tzura of the cellar, the metal aspect of the cellar, the fact that it was rust had the rust element in it, all of the oxidation aspect, all of that somehow was part of the incredible cure for this, and that's what we allow her to walk out with it. The bonus Shmuel's father, the Rashiva Nardo, he wouldn't allow his daughters to go out, despite the fact that the Mishnah says they're allowed to. He felt it was still might be a problem. They might be laughed at. They might it might come out. It's hard to come out of the year, but they might take it out. Who knows? Maybe they have to go to the again. The issues about mikvoyus. There might have been another reasons that he had. We'll see in the Gemara. It's going to talk about it. Also, the and He didn't let those girls sleep. He made sure they all had. If they had bedrooms, they had to have their beds separate from each other. He didn't want to have the cots all. Uh, connected to each other, the little girls, the girls, they should what? They should be what Rashi says, and when they were besulis, they needed to sleep separately from each other. What else? And when he, when they had to go to the mikvah, maybe after they were married or if they became tome, so during Nisan, as we're going to see, when it was right when the winter had ended. And there was a tremendous amount of rain that had already started to develop from the mountains in Eretz Yisrael that flowed back down into Bovel, that created from those streams and rivers in Bovel an over, a, 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 a too much amount, a overflow amount, a, a disproportionate and more amount of rainwater became a problem when that rainwater now emptied into those rivers. So therefore, he went to the expense of building them true mikvoyas in, 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 in buildings with rainwater that was that, that gathered mikve mayim for them. He wouldn't let them go to the mayan. He wouldn't let them go to the narot and the mayanot. They had to go to real mikvoyas during Nisan. 
But in Tishrei, when that wasn't a problem, he still made sure that when they went to the mikvah in Tishrei, he made sure when they went to the mikvah in Tishrei, when there wasn't a problem of such a great amount of rainwater, it was a nice flowing river, which has the din of a mayan, because when it comes to mikvahs, there's two dinim. There's a mayan and bor mikvah mayim. Mayan doesn't need 40 saw. It's a complete flowing water that comes out like a spring or a river. That is different than the lochos of a bor. A bor is a mikvah. Mayan is not a mikvah. When they use the regular mayan in the uh, Tishrei time, there was still a problem with the amount of dirt that would be rising up that might be a chatzitza. So he made mats for them to stand on. That shouldn't be an issue. Right, it's a bore that man makes, and then he causes rainwater to flow into it. That's the that's the other mik. That's the normal mikvah that we have. Now, Umar says, "Loshavakluyotzespachutin." He wouldn't let them go out with those ringlets in their in their ears. The problem was, Avrami, was that it stopped being a Mayan. Because of the rainwater, the rainwater became the rove, became the, 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 the greater percentage in the, uh, in, it became the greater percentage. Okay? Right. So once the rainwater becomes the greater percentage, then you have to treat it like a mikvah. And the problem is that a mikvah has to be not moving. A mikvah, so the, it was nisht, it was nishtah nisht there. There was more rainwater, and yet they could see there was still the force of the river moving. That's why Avu de Shmuel came up with this psak not to let them go to the the rivers. He built kosher mikvahs for them. But now the question is, how did he go against the Mishnah? Mishnah says Rebut Nasi, and his Sanhedrin said it was mutter to go with the stuff in the year. So the Gemara says Avu de Shmuel the tzivonim abe. Those were colored, and as Rashi says, you got to be worried when they're colored, the little girls would want to take it out and show it off to each other. And therefore, that's what he was worried about. The mission didn't say they were colored. Therefore, the mission allowed it. Why shouldn't they sleep by each other? Maybe this backs up Ravuna. Ravuna. Ravuna says that let's say you discover that women were masolo zulazu. The women were um, enjoying each other, pleasuring each other, right? They were pleasuring each other, uh, lesbian style. That's what they were doing. Sulas Lakuna. So, Lakhora, why? Because she's not a true Basula. Avat going God will be But still, in other words, uh, we know Ravuna said that a Kohen Godel. Which shouldn't if if a, if a girl had admitted that she had had lesbian experiences and she had been pleasured by another girl in that place, we would consider her midirabana not a basula, even though her technically she had never had sex with a man, but we would consider that like a sexual act, that a lesbian act, and therefore maybe Shmuel held the same way. He didn't want them to be not be called psulis. 
Just like we say Midarabonon, she's not called a Basula for a Kayan Godel, she's called a sense of Niveles. So maybe the same way Avu Adeshmu held, they didn't want his daughters getting too close with each other and experimenting with each other sexually, and that's why he kept them apart. Mar says, Lo, not because of that. In other words, not that they would do lesbian stuff with each other. Not that they would do, I'm not sure what that means, Yonatan. Not that they would do lesbian stuff with each other. That wasn't the issue. The issue was that he didn't want them to get into the habit of always having a man of a body with them. Time for a different discussion. What they didn't want was, uh, they didn't want to have a man, the idea, oh, I need to sleep with someone. Because then she's going to want to sleep with men before it's her time. That's what he was worried about. Not that lesbianism has a din of, of Ravuna went even further. He felt that if we find out that there were some lesbian acts, we wouldn't allow the Kohen Godel to have any relations with that woman. She's an Easter for the Easter uh, Easter Rabbonin. We don't know if that's what Rabu Dishmul meant. Next. Avu Mikvim Yomi Nisan, Messiah Rav. Dama Rav, Mitriba Marova. This is what I was saying before. When there is rain in Eretz Yisrael, which is Marova, Sadarab Pras. We see it in the river, of the Euphrates River. We see it's the testimony to that, how the Euphrates River rises, has so much water in it. It came from the rainwater, it came down from the mountains. Sovar, what was his reason? Like I said, Avrami, Shalom. Technically, it's not Arias. That's what, Avrami. It's not that we're worried, right? In other words, the sisters realize that it's not like they were having sex with their brothers. Because it's not, right? So therefore, that was the reason why they were mad. You're right. Sister and brother were not worried. But two sisters, that was the Gemara Zavimina. Anyway, Kopan, let's go back here. And what would happen? And therefore, it's no longer a true Mayan. It's full of rainwater. Shmuel says, when you have a river, when you have a river, you don't have to worry about it. There are rocks and other things that are down in the home of the river where it comes from. So even though Shmuel didn't deny that stuff was coming, Shmuel, the scientist, didn't deny that there was rainwater coming from Eretz Yisrael. When rainwater comes from Eretz Yisrael from Shamayim, God allows more rain to come up from the home. So therefore, you can't assume that it's a rainwater place. It's still called a Mayan, and Shmuel himself would disagree with his father. But the Gemara says, but Shmuel himself argued, because Shmuel himself seemed to go back to his father's opinion. That that if you have Zochalin, if you have the water moving like it's like a river, even though it moves slow, that's Zochalin, it creeps like a river, but that's still called moving in a direction. The Mayim doesn't, Elapras, Biyome Tishrei. It's only not in Nisan. The Euphrates and other rivers only during Tishrei were not worried about the rainwater. So you see that Shmuel eventually, I guess, came over to what his dad thought. And sometime, again, who knows? Shmuel, as an investigative young man, disagreed with his father. Then he realized his father was probably right. The Mishnah said that uh, that she can only put the Evan on 
the matbeya on, or the if it's before Shabbos. I, if I'm at Reisha Parefes, the Reisha, she can wear it. And it mentioned all different things that she's putting it on. Amar Abaya, safe also in Matveya. The case where you got to put it on Arab Shabbos is when it's a coin. When it comes to a stone, when it comes to something else, a, even a stone, you could be miyachet in your mind, Arab Shabbos. And then wear it on Shabbos. On Arab Shabbos, you say, that's the stone I'm going to button my vest with. But uh, a Matveya, which you know is a coin you're going to spend in the drugstore, a matbeah is something that you need to actually wear before Shabbos. You have to do more than the hachana of brain. You have to actually change it and say, look, I'm putting it into the sweater. This is what wraps the strings wrap around. This is my button. That's when it comes to uh, the, the, the matbeah itself. Maybe really she's got the nut in the house, which is a food item, and she figures, hey, I'll use this as a button because my kid is playing outside. I can bring him a nut to eat. Would that be mutter to do? We're going to see later, the question is, if there's a fire that broke out, do you have the right to start dressing yourself with, with, with a whole bunch of different clothing, more and more clothing, and wearing a huge amount of clothes, and run out uh, to the chutz or with it or not? There's one sheet that holds that you're allowed to. You're allowed to say, oh, I need all these, I need to put on 80 dresses and 19 pairs of socks. The other sheet says, no, you can't. We're worried about we're worried about you doing that. We're worried you 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 put on one item, you take it out, you uh, and then you undress and you go back again. You can't put on a whole bunch of different uh, items of clothing that are unnecessary. So the this question about the girl, the woman taking the nut out to the child, could be a question according to each man the armor. This machlekas tanoim coming up. Maybe bedeleka hasam who where there's a fire where we're afraid that we allow you to put on all those clothing. We're afraid if you if we don't allow you to do this shtick, you're going to say, I'm not going to let all my clothes get burnt. I'm just going to do a isr daraisa outright and, un, and extinguish the flame. So we give the heter of Harama. Avalhocha, Ilo Sharisley. What? She's so. I gotta, I gotta give my kid the nut. My kid's out in Rosh Hashanah. He's hungry. I've got to get him his nut. You're not gonna feel that way. It's not like a fire. You're not gonna. Lo Asi, Lo Asi Lafuke. Oh, Dilma. You go the other way. Even the one who says, when it comes to a fire, you gotta be, you just gotta take out one suit at a time, one item of clothing worn normally at a time, I would say, In other words, by Dleika, wearing a bunch of clothing is the way uh, people who are trying to sell clothes do it. People who are clothes peddlers wear a bunch of items of clothing on when they're going out to try to sell. So since you don't need it for your levush, it's called a masa. It's called hitzah, right? So even though it's on your body, that's what clothes people do. Like they don't have a mannequin. They just dress themselves with a bunch of clothes and they go up for Shosarab and that's called carrying clothes. Mashenkin over here, that's, that's, uh, that's not the way you bring nuts out. You don't make it as part of a button of your vest. Hocha ein derech hitzah bakach. Ein dummy. 
So the Gemara says, we're not sure. Teiku, that was a suffix, whether you're allowed to do it. Mocher toni yisur darabonim. And maybe mocher on that, you can be meiko when you have yisurei darabonim. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.